Welcome to Friends and Fiction, four New York Times bestselling authors, endless stories. Novelists Mary Kay Andrews, Kristen Harmel, Christy Woodson Harvey, and Patty Callahan Henry are four longtime friends with more than 70 published books between them. Together, they host Friends and Fiction with author interviews and fascinating insider talk about publishing and writing to highlight and support independent bookstores. They discuss the books they've written, the books they're reading now, and the art of storytelling. If you love books and you're curious about the writing world, you're in the right place. Hello, everyone. It's Wednesday night, and that means it's time for another episode of Friends of Fiction. We have an amazing, amazing show in store for you tonight. So let's get started. I'm Christy Woodson Harvey. I'm Patty Callahan Henry. I'm Mary Kay Andrews. I'm Kristen Harmel. And this is Friends in Fiction, four New York Times bestselling authors, endless stories to support indie bookstores, authors, and librarians. Tonight, we are going to be talking to some of our favorite indie booksellers, and we are so excited. We're so excited. <laughs> As we will be very clear tonight, we love supporting our indie bookstores. We encourage you to support one of our featured stores or your local bookshop for your holiday gifting. And you can always support Indies by visiting the friendsandfictionbookshop.org page where you can buy books by the four of us and all of our guests at a discount. And we know many of you have been participating in our very first Friends and Fiction Reading Challenge organized by our friend Anissa Armstrong. This month, we're reading books written by co-writers, such as When We Had Wings, the fabulous book by Christina McMorris, Ariel Lahan, and Susan Meisner that we talked about on the show a few weeks ago. So if you're looking for a way to keep track of these books and your other reading, we'd love to recommend our beautiful Friends in Fiction reading journal available exclusively at Oxford Exchange. One of our guests coincidence, I believe we'll be talking about <laughs> I believe. in just a moment. How strange. Maybe. All right. I also want to remind you about our Writer's Block podcasts with all of us and our loved, greatly adored librarian pal, Ron Block. We'll always post links under announcements each Friday when a new one drops. And on the most recent episode, Ron and Christy talk to author Tori Whitaker. Coming this Friday, Ron and Patty will be talking to Raina Grande. So listen, review, subscribe, all the things, and tell a friend if you like what you hear. All right, ladies, what a night we have tonight. I know, we are so exciting. so excited because joining us in just a minute will be Peter from Booktown in Manasquan, New Jersey, Tim from Nantucket Book Partners in Nantucket, Massachusetts, Rebecca from Macintosh Books in Sanibel Island, Florida, Laura from Oxford Exchange in Tampa, Florida, Kathy and Serena from Copperfish Books in Punta Gorda, Florida. We clearly went on a Florida tour this year. And yeah. Susan from Browse About Books in Rehoboth Beach, Delaware. So Sean, can we bring Peter on first? First, please, for just a second. Hey. Hi, Peter. How are you? We're so Hi. glad to have you. Thank you for coming on tonight. Thank you for having me. So the last time we saw you, we were all in a high school auditorium together. Yep. And, and, coming a on to room, and a school room. You were being yes. a school room. We posted that we school room. Yeah. yeah. In April. Not that yeah. I was ever in detention in real life. That right. never would we know anything about it. Yeah. Right. Okay. Before we dive into this really fun night tonight, Peter, could you tell everybody out there, we've hinted at it through the past couple of weeks, but could you tell everybody a little bit about this year's Friends and Fiction first edition subscription and remind everyone or tell everyone about the special holiday treat that we're including. Yeah. So everyone, um, there's going to be the first edition subscription box, um, which is all these ladies, uh, first edition books that will be coming out in 2023 of next year, I believe starting in like May. May, May second. First one, Good, Peter. First one comes Good. out in May. The last one comes out in September, which is Mary yeah. Kay's. Yep. So um, it's it's one hundred twenty five dollars to to get all the four books next year. That includes shipping and handling. Um, and this winter, with everyone who signed up, they're going to get a special little special little treat ornament to hang in your home for the holidays, which is beautiful, actually. Yay! Yeah, that's cute. So yep. cute. 
So and this little Christmas card right here. I don't even think I told you about that, Peter. Little Christmas yeah, yeah. card. <laughs> <laughs> so um, you also, get it for a gift. You have a that, Christmas card. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you have a little card if you want to hand it to someone and say, "Merry Christmas! This is what I got you—a present yeah. all year long. It's going to be great." And uh, and our genius um, play on words master Mary Kay, who came up with that adorable kitchen towel that says, "Dinner can wait. It's time for friends That's and fiction." Right. Yeah. yeah. So. We're super excited. Thank you, Peter, for uh, handling all of that. Problem. And don't forget, order it before December 15th. Yeah. Yes, if you, you want that ornaments. Yep. Yep. Yeah. 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 Well, supplies last. I think we yeah. only and it's, a, it's, it's a great Christmas gift or holiday gift for someone, too, who's a fan of all, all these ladies. So Absolutely. Thank Absolutely. You. All right. Well, thank you, Peter. Sean, can you bring Laura on really quickly, please? Yes. Hi, Laura. <laughs> Hi. How are you ladies doing today? Oh, we're good. How are you? Can you hear me? Yeah, I'm doing good. I'm doing great. A little staticky is all. A little staticky yeah. all of a sudden. Oh no. Okay. Oh, do you have your AirPods in? I bet your AirPods are dying. I bet your AirPods are dying. Take them out. Um. There you go. Oh, oh, but, oh, oh and, and now you're on mute. I think. Let's yep. see. If you unmute, Sorry. we'll have you. We that have, has happened to me oh, twice. There we go. Laura. Can you hear me? All because right, you can find out. activity going on behind me. <laughs> yeah. You're good. It's, it's still better. We're okay. <laughs> We're good. Perfect. No problem. How are you guys doing today? Good. We're so happy to good. see good. you. So, everybody, you might notice if you get our chest shots. <laughs> We're all wearing our Friends and Fiction t shirts <laughs> for our <Yeah>. Thanksgiving. <laughs> for our Thanksgiving tea party. Um, Laura, would you tell everybody how they can get their own Friends and Fiction t-shirt and what other merch might be available right now? Uh, yes. Hi, everyone. So um, we do have the t-shirts and we are offering a BOGO for the t-shirts right now. We've got everyone walking in, so we've got some fun stuff. Um, and if you um, enter the code, I think it's um, FNS BOGO, you get a free extra free t-shirt which will be very exciting so it's buy one get one free um and then we also have uh journals that are online so if you're shopping you can add one of those i know that you guys are doing a reading challenge so this is a great way to log all of the great books that you're going to be reading this year um i know everyone starts reading and challenges in january too so it's perfect and then we also have some lovely um little kind of tumblers that um, you can put coffee or wine in. And it's definitely perfect to share with your friends and your reading at your book clubs. So yes. that is so great. Oh, we're so excited. Thank you, Laura, for doing all of that. And that code is FFBOGO, B-O-G-O. So um, also don't forget, you might've seen this on our page, but send pictures of yourself wearing your Friends in Fiction t-shirt to me, Christy at christywoodsonharvey.com. And you are going to be entered to win one of our two prize packs, which will feature some amazing books from um, Friends in Fiction guests uh, that are past and upcoming, um, which is really exciting. And we're going to be featuring some of those photos on the show. So send pictures in your t-shirt with your merch, whatever, um, for a chance to be on the show and to win one of those prize packs. Okay. I think that's all of our housekeeping. Sean, let's bring on the rest of the crew and get this party started. Woohoo! I feel like they should have walk-on music. Yeah. Hello. Hi guys. Hi guys. Oh, I love their t-shirts. Um, well, for everybody out there who might not know, but we hope you know, oh, each is. of these incredible booksellers has been so instrumental to friends and fiction in so many ways. Um, not only selling our books, but hosting amazing events for us and their stores, dealing with the um the box, the subscription box, which is very, uh, is a lot more than it probably sounds like doing our merch, just being incredibly supportive of us in every way that you can possibly imagine. And so we are so grateful for them that we thought they were the perfect people to have on for our Thanksgiving show because we wouldn't be here without them. So thank you to each of you booksellers. And there's so many other booksellers out there too, of course, who are so instrumental. Um, but these were kind of you know, some, some recent booksellers that had just are really near and dear to our hearts. Um, yeah. So yeah, thank y'all for being here. Thank you. Thank yeah. you. Yeah. yeah. 
We're thrilled to have you. And we're just so grateful for everything you do. I mean, not just for us and our books, but just really for the whole literary community, for us as readers. I I mean, it's just, it's so nice to have um, bookstores like the ones that all of you have in in each of our uh, corners of the world. So that's great. But all right, let's get started. So we know that you as booksellers encounter things far above and beyond what many of our readers could imagine. (laughs) We would love to start off tonight by having you tell us about the strangest or funniest request or question you have ever gotten as a bookseller. And I cannot Mm. wait to hear your answers. So Laura, how about you? Do you want to start us off tonight? Oh, Oh, you're you're, you're on mute, Laura. Sorry. I can't believe you're starting off with me. (laughs) Um, This is like panic. Um, It's, you know, we have so many fun and, and crazy requests. So, um, And I kind of love all of them. So uh, there's nothing like, you know, hyper, you know, crazy or however, Um, you know, we love all the, you know, can you get, can, you know, when authors come and, you know, we have, you know, can you write, um, dear, you know, our memories with you were incredible and awesome. Thank you, (laughs) Nicholas Sparks. (laughs) It's, you know, we we, we definitely get those and those are always kind of fun. But, um, you know, in general, we, we just love it. We love to be challenged. And yeah, I, I don't have anything hyper, but I love to be challenged. So keep them coming. Well, I see, I, I hear a challenge in that. I'm going to have to make a really weird request of you, Laura. So I'm, I'm, I'm on it. I'm on it. I'm, uh, I'm I feel like you. I make weird requests of Laura, like weekly. You do, just, yeah. He's just not saying them. So that's nice. It's, it's I'm, I'm unpulsed. <laughs> Maybe that's it. I'm just, I've been unpulsed lately, but you know, I think with there my headsets go. not working and this, I think I'm just kind of trying to roll with it all. So. <laughs> that's all we do every day, Laura. That's all we do. Yes, one big um, exercise in rolling with it. How about, and, and how about we're you, just, Tim? Oh, sorry. Sorry, go ahead. No, we're just so excited to sell books. So when it happens, yep. I think we're just like, we'll do whatever you want. <laughs> yes. <laughs> you want us to write that weird thing? Okay. We'll do yeah, it. We'll, no we'll do it. We'll figure it out. But. Exactly. How about, how about you, Tim? Hmm. I think, I mean, I always love when someone comes in and says, I'm looking for a book. It's red. And I will <laughs> need a little bit more than that. And they go, okay, there's girl in the title. And I go, okay, little more than that. One more thing. Yeah. <laughs> so many red books and so many girls. You know, I think I don't necessarily have the strangest or the funniest, but I think one of the most special things is just being able to connect a reader to their favorite writer. So many of you know, I um, work really closely with Ellen Hildebrand here on Nantucket Island and she coins me her work husband. And one of the most special things is when I just, um, we were able to throw a party for the Hotel Nantucket, her recent summer book for her. And it was just this big gala with all the details from the book. And there was 300 people there and we were able to raise $75,000 for our Nantucket Book Foundation. And that all is a testament to, um, you know, Ellen's fans and adoration. And I know all four of you ladies have that too. It's just these readers that, want nothing else than to connect with you. That's why they're here. That's why they're watching. And so I'm just so thankful to be a part of that connection yeah. between a reader and a writer and kind of be that um, that centerpiece to, to, to be able to do that. That's why I love my job so much. Oh, I That's love awesome. that. And it's so magical. I, I completely agree. That's awesome. How about you, Kathy and Serena? What can we tell? Um, <laughs> no, <laughs> um, no, well, I was thinking today about that and we have a customer we just love who asked us if we had an extra storage unit to rent. And this is someone who buys lots of books and who previously had given us maybe 40 boxes of books because this person had to clear out. So their spouse didn't find out how many books they had. And so at first they thought it was a joke, but it turned out to be real. And um, that's awesome. There is now a new storage unit and more books being purchased in cash. In cash. Oh my god! That that's is awesome. awesome. That's that is like drug dealers. That is our kind of reader. I like that. <laughs> that's awesome. We didn't actually have another story. No, we didn't. <laughs> the garage is full. Yeah, you do now. <laughs> that is amazing. And on behalf of all authors, we appreciate you supporting this this cash, yeah. this cash <laughs> transactions. Yeah. That's amazing. Deal How away. You, you deal, deal away, away please. Yeah, no, that's awesome. <laughs> How about, oh, um, how about you, uh, Susan? 
So a uh, this was probably four or five years ago. A woman came in the store. I was at the information desk. A woman came in the store and said, my friend told me about this amazing book that I have to read. The only thing I know is that it has the word egg in the title. <laughs> so I used all my bookseller superpowers and I asked all the questions and went to all the places. And I'm, is it a cookbook? Is it new? Is it, did she hear about it somewhere? Can you call your friend? She said, no, 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 I don't know. All I know is that it has egg in the title. And finally, I, I I hate to give up like all of us. I know we all can't stand to not find that book for a customer. And finally, I just said, I'm sorry. I'm really, it hurts me to say I'm going to have to give up. I said, if you talk to your friend, call me and let me know. I said, because you're telling me it has the word egg in the title and it's going to turn out that it's the elegance of the hedgehog. And she goes, that's it. And she was so excited and she was so proud of me that I found that book. She said, it's amazing that you found that book. You should be a librarian. (laughs) There you go. God, is it amazing? If you need a career switch, you're all set. I should totally be a librarian. I've missed my calling. Oh, I love that. All right. And finally, last but not least, how about you, Peter? Um, well, it's happened this past year, actually. And um, it was about an audio CD book, which we don't stock usually in the store. Um, there's special orders for us. And uh, the woman was very adamant about a certain audio CD that she wanted to purchase and if we could get one for her and she and I know we live at the shore so I didn't want to think this too strange and maybe people don't think this is strange but I I had to like bite my tongue she wanted an audio cd of the sounds of the sperm whale mating (laughs) so I tried to find something but I I didn't I wasn't able to for her (laughs) oh so. Oh, my goodness. Well, wow. Well, that is, um, <laughs> that's very specific. It, it had to be the sperm whale, though. Just the sperm, Weird. not any other kind of whale. Wow. So. That is extremely specific and yeah. really specific. Yep. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. <laughs> that is really, really sperm whale. Okay. I didn't even know there were recordings of such a thing. So this is I, what we I learned from our independent are. booksellers. Yeah. Wow. Okay, y'all, my turn. We, every, almost every week, when we talk to authors, we ask about origin stories. We love to know, like, where was the seed of an idea? What what did this book grow out of? But I want to flip it on y'all. And I want to know more about how you got involved with the bookstore you're at, why you decided to buy it or open it. Susan, I know we talked a lot about that the last time I saw you. And you know, how you ended up in Tim with all the, you know, the social media presence you have. So Tim, why don't you start us off and tell us a little bit about the origin story of, of how you got involved with Nantucket Book Partners. So I'm originally from Wisconsin. So I was surrounded by cornfields and not ocean. And I had actually never heard of Nantucket until I started planning my wedding with my husband. And we got married in 2012 and we moved, um, we fell in love with the island so much that it was the fairy tale story that we said, why don't we try to move there? And so we did. We moved 30 miles out to sea and I started a marketing and branding company. And one of my first clients, Mm -hmm. um, I walked in to Mitchell's book corner and one of my first clients on the island was the bookstores. (laughs) And second book partners is actually Mitchell's book corner and Nantucket Bookworks. So there's two of them. I had several clients uh, throughout the years. And then when the pandemic happened, you know, the world completely changed. And my sole client now is the bookstores because, you know, there are no positives to the pandemic. But if you had to find something for us, it was definitely people realizing, hey, I I can support my independent bookstore, even if I'm not there on Nantucket during the summer, because obviously we have a peak season and everything. So since then, um, I was able to create Tim Talks Books, which is kind of off of Nantucket Book Partners and be able to have that social media presence and connect with readers all around the world. And it's just, if you would have asked me as a young bookworm that I or told me that I would be doing this, I, you, I would have said pinch me because it's exactly, exactly the job that I would have created for myself throughout my whole life. So thank you so much for having me too here. Oh, Tim, that gave me chills when you said that you just went there on a 
you know, on a whim and said, I'm going to move. And, and I think that's what happens when we say we're going to do this thing. Like it, it attracts the right kind of business and partners. And also you have a modeling gig too. Right. <laughs> You've been not. modeling. It's been so much fun to watch. On well, it's been so much fun because I, I've been able to bring books in with it. I always say, yeah. okay, I'm going to bring a stack of books and, um, I was on Brooks Brothers and that I said, I will only do it if I have a stack of books because I just want to model. That's, that's my true passion. So it was that's um, awesome. Oh, that's I'm awesome. hardly a model though. <laughs> it's really fun to watch. Okay. Thanks. Kathy and Serena, tell us y'all's story, your origin story. How did this start? Okay. Uh, well, back in 2006, uh, we started Copperfish Books. We were, we had been, um, selling books online, finding used books, selling them online when you could do that back then. And uh, um, so we, we did that for about six years. And then we ultimately, and we got into uh, rare and antiquarian books also doing that. But then we decided we wanted to be more part of our community. So we decided we would open a bookstore. And the bookstore was going to be a mostly a used bookstore. Well, now it's mostly a new bookstore right. uh, because that's what people wanted. So we're very excited about that, getting into new books. Um, but that's kind of how it started. It was a little bit accidental, right? <laughs> we, uh, the opposite, can I jump in? I, sure. We said, oh, God, I would never open a bookstore. Yes, you are. And so sometimes you say never and look what happens. Yeah, yeah. But, it's great. but it's been wonderful. Yes, you know. absolutely. Um, and don't think we don't notice that you have all of our books right, right behind you. <laughs> this is what this is what our indies do for us. This is what they do. I, I was just assuming it always looks like that. When, when, yeah. yeah. <laughs> all right, Miss Susan, tell us some of your story. Oh, Rebecca's here. Rebecca's so I have an English degree because I had no idea what I wanted to be when I grew up. Um, all I knew was that I loved to read books and I started working at the university store. Um, I went to Virginia Tech, so all mountains all the time. And I ended up moving to DC, to the DC area, and I became a publisher sales rep. Um, so I repped for probably 60 small publishing companies and Steve Crane, who was the original owner of Browse About, was one of my accounts. And <laughs> we had an interesting beginning because I sat down in front of him and it was in the day when you took big stacks of catalogs and I put these catalogs down. I was like 24, 24 at the time. And he said, what sort of bleep are you going to try to sell me? <laughs> Whoa. It's going to be an interesting relationship. And he decided we actually did get along quite well. We got along well enough so that he said, my kids don't want the business. Don't you want to come and manage the store and eventually take it over? And I said, no, no, no. And then finally I said, yes. And that was probably 19 years ago now. Wow. So I managed I managed the store for about 15 of those years. They retired. And during COVID, um, they just, they couldn't do it anymore. And so I made the interest, my husband and I made the interesting decision to buy the bookstore mm -hmm. fall of 2020. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. wow. and pretty airy. Um, I knew what to expect, thank goodness, because I'd been there for so long, but it turned out to be an amazing decision and I just love it. And I love getting able to work with amazing authors like y'all and, and to be at the beach and own a bookstore. And it's a, it's a dream come true. I mean, every day I just wake up and think how lucky I am. Aww. Well, we're lucky awesome. to have you. Yeah. And Rebecca, I see that you're back. So I'm going to get, get to you last, but definitely want to know the origin story. And we're going to talk a bit about what's happened to you. But Peter, tell us what's yeah. going on. Tell me how you started running this store in New Jersey. Okay. Um, well, uh, started 20, I, I, I started in the music industry, actually, tw for 27 <gasps> years. Um, I, I did promotion and marketing. I worked at MTV and I worked for various record labels. And then the last 15 years of it was my own PR and marketing company. And I have a mantra that says that when you wake up in the morning and you're not happy with what you're doing anymore, you feel like you're not making a difference, that you should 
end and start something new. So in 2015, Mm. that happened. I moved to the Jersey Shore full time. Um, I said, I'm going to give myself three to six months just to ground myself, find out what I want to do next. I had no clue whatsoever. All I knew is that at some point a door would open up and that would be the right door to walk through. And that's what I would be doing. I had no idea how long that was going to take, what that was going to be. Um, I walked up Main Street, Manasquan, and Rita Maggio, who is the previous owner who I bought the store from, uh, was there. And we started talking. And I was this is like three months into my namaste. And uh, <laughs> I, I said, Rita, you know, listen, I, I'm getting a little anxious here. I would like to do something with my time. Are you looking for anyone? And she said, as a matter of fact, yeah, one, one of my uh, booksellers is going to be having a baby and one is going to be retiring full time. So why don't you come in? I, I used to buy my books from her all the time. So we knew each other. She knew I was a reader um, and very passionate about uh, reading. So I said, great. So I worked for her three days a week for three years. I, I wanted to learn everything about the business from returns to I had no idea what retail was. I'd never worked in a retail store at all. Um, but I did know that the book industry and the music industry run very parallel to each other mm-hmm. on how they roll out either uh, an artist's album or an author's book. So I at least had that knowledge w- with going into this. So um, three years, three and a half years ago, I was going on four now, I, I bought the store from Rita. And uh, that's how I ended up here with all y'all. <laughs> awesome. Oh, I love that's that. such a great story. And I'm sensing a theme here, which is, to go after something you're passionate about and take the chance. Everybody, and I can't wait to hear from you, Laura, but all of you have said, I didn't mean to do this. Right? <laughs> I said I wouldn't own a bookstore, you know, all of all of that. And um, here you are. So taking a chance on doing something you love. So Laura, let's hear a bit about Oxford Exchange and how that all started. Um, well, hello, everyone again. <laughs> um, <laughs> I, you know, it is a little, I I was really, um, it's wonderful to hear all the other stories and it is a weird way as a bookseller. I don't know that we wake up and grow up and, you know, not all of us say, I want to be a bookseller when I grow up. Um, but I started here, um, about nine years ago and I started, I had moved here. Um, my life was also in transition and I had a retail background and, I had a cooking background and I'd done a little bit of everything and I just kind of needed a little bit of a part-time job to get out of the house because I had um, a nine-year-old and a 12-year-old and I really just, you know, needed a reason to not be around them bickering. So um, <laughs> I, I kind of entered via the, the shop door, so which is where I am now. It's our, our kind of our shop retail outlet with our coffee table books and our cards and um, you know, it came to a point where I really realized I needed to take on a bigger project. And, um, you know, fortunately, you know, I would spend most of my time up front in the bookstore and they were in transition. And, you know, here was this person and they were like, well, we don't know what to do with the bookstore. So why don't you give it a try? And, you know, they did. And it, I guess it worked. <laughs> so um, nine years later, so. I am again here <laughs> yeah, with, with you guys yeah. and we're hosting fantastic mm-hmm. authors. And it's just honestly one of the, the, you know, I think in my life right now, it's just really great to be able to bring authors to Tampa and create conversations and, you know, really just kind of, you know, make people realize that author events are fun. You know, yeah. it's like, more fun than watching TV and it's more fun than going to the movie. And, you know, yeah, so I, I feel is. like it's great engaging, you know, conversations and it, I'm surprised every time, every day, every week. So I, I love it. I'm happy to be where I am now. And I am thankful for every way of faith that brought me here. That's awesome. Oh, that's yeah, we're, beautiful. we're grateful that all of you stumbled into becoming accidental booksellers. Yeah. <laughs> that's the title of our next anthology, right? <laughs> but you know, the holiday we we can see yeah. um, some of the holiday stuff, especially Laura. We can see the gorgeous displays at Oxford Exchange mm-hmm. with the holiday shopping season upon us, and it is upon us, Patty. Stop. 
Um, We are wondering what book buying trends you're expecting to see or have been seeing this year. So, and then maybe look into your crystal ball and tell us, you know, what you see going forward. Uh, Peter, how about you? Um, About what's happening holiday wise here. Yeah. That's right. You just cut it out a little bit for me. Um, Well, holiday wise, I don't know. It seems like every holiday you have like the major cookbooks come out. Mm-hmm. Whether it's Smitten Kitchen or the Ina Garten, um, which do extremely well for us during the holiday season. Uh, I, I feel like there's so many, not just saying music industry wise, but there's so many um, bios and memoirs from music mm-hmm. artists this this year, mm-hmm. too. That's astounding. I, I mean, um, that that's what I'm seeing trending actually here anyway in, in Manasquan, New Jersey. And the Friends in Fiction first box, which is probably <laughs> breaking the Booktown yeah. website right now. Yeah, it's yeah. Like, like like uh, Taylor shutting we're down. We're ticket master um, and Taylor, basically. Yeah. Uh, I should have said you can get it at Booktown.com. I should with an that. E on the end of Booktown. With, with an yeah. E at the end of town. Right? Not yeah. at so. Ticketmaster. Yeah. Not, Not at a ticket. ticket. No, you can't. Uh, what, what's her face? Uh, who, Taylor. Who broke Taylor Swift, right? Yeah. Can't get a Taylor yeah. Swift. <laughs> Laura, what are you You are probably the-, the only person in America who said, what's her name? Like- <laughs> <laughs> I didn't work with her. T-Swift. <laughs> T-Swift. Laura, what's the, uh, what's the trend you're seeing uh, for the holidays? Right? Um, aside from waiting for like a new reveal, all memoir from T-Swift. Um, yeah. I would say yeah. definitely... Um, uh, travel, like travel's huge. So um, mm, awesome. Patricia Schultz just wrote a great book, Why We Travel. And, you know, she also is something on the back of, you know, a couple years ago from Artisan, she did, mm-hmm. you know, a thousand places to see before you die. And I think it's still continuing that whole trend of, you know, we want to be inspired and, you know, they make great coffee table books. They're, you know, even if we never get there, we get there with our eyes and our hearts when we yeah. see them on the shelf. So, you know, we're definitely seeing um, for, that type of, you know, over $50 book, we're seeing them invest in travel books. So beautiful places and, you know, beautiful publishers, Tashen, they're really, Asseline, they're putting out great Rizzoli, great destination books. And, you know, they're great. If we can't fly there, which more and more we can, but still we can get there by sitting on the sofa and looking at our shelf. So yeah, that's what we're saying. Tim, what about you? What's what's trending um, out there in Nantucket? I think for us, it's really our autographed gift sets. What I try to really do is try to create something that you can't get um, anywhere else. So I mentioned Ellen Hildebrand. These are her Winter Street series. And Nat Philbrick, he's our local historian here. And what I try to do is I, I create these like special bookmarks for each one. And it's like they're exclusive to our store. You can't get them anywhere else. They usually have all the authors. I mean, you guys do very some, something similar with your friends and fiction packages. It just creates something special mm. um, and exclusive, and they can't, they truly can't get that, especially inscribed by the author um, to anyone else. And that, and that just makes, I think, the perfect gift for the holidays when you get that from your. Uh, from and your they can order that online too, right? Like it doesn't just have to be okay. Nantucketbookpartners.com. Yep, we have all of those in an autographed gift sets collection. We have from Ellen to Nat to Nancy Thayer and um, a lot of a lot more. But no coffee mugs. No coffee mugs. (laughs) Or hot chocolate. chocolate? Guys, just a little. uh, If anybody got therapy from the coffee. The winter box (laughs) last year. um, Tim did our winter box, and we had breakable coffee mugs, and that went super well. (laughs) <laughs> so um tim had to take a month off <laughs> I, remember, I remember calling christy and going they're broken i'm getting emails and they're broken and i i use so much wrapping so if anyone out there is watching and you got a broken coffee mug we i still apologize from the bottom of he took it very <laughs> personally i shouldn't be hearing any of this actually huge thanks to some of our friends and fiction people out there because we had readers that had gotten their boxes already that would see people complaining about their broken coffee mug and sent them their Send friends and fiction coffee mug which was like <laughs> it takes a village you guys it takes a yeah. village yeah. and talk about the adoration of fans meg was like on the background she's like how are these people they're responding right away and they're like just receiving these mugs and it was just it was crazy to see how 
how much everyone really wanted to be able to use their friends in fiction coffee mug. So I get yes, it. and Laura like got us like sippies out to like replace. It was a disaster. So anyway, it takes a village. Independent book takes a village. <laughs> this is why then it's fun to be challenged. Yeah. Kathy and. Kathy and Serena, what are the trends? What are the trends you're seeing for holiday buying right now? We, it's all over the place. Yeah, if we could uh, borrow somebody else's crystal ball, uh, <laughs> know what to what to expect for the holiday season, that would be terrific. But it's really all, all over the place. They're buying uh, biographies. And, Lots of children's right now oh, too to to mail out to grandkids. Big on the children's books. Yeah, and, um, yeah, yeah. Really all over. And, yeah, what? it's a mix. Cookbooks too, as oh, well. Oh yeah, cookbooks. Yeah. We're awesome. super, we're super glitchy tonight, y'all, because we've got so many <laughs> great booksellers on. So we apologize um, for that. It's nothing that they're doing. It's um, we broke the internet apparently tonight. Wait, <laughs> I was just gonna say. <laughs> Susan, what do you, what's a what's the big holiday um, trend that you are seeing over, up there in, in uh, on the Delaware shore? So people are definitely buying early. Um, I think wow. everybody sort of learned their lesson with with COVID and broken um, supply chains that people really are buying it when they see it now. Um, so we we've definitely seen an uptick in you know, the cookbooks, the bigger ticket, um, bigger ticket items that people might wait, oh, I'll come back in a month and it'll still be here. No, it won't still be here. So anybody that's listening, go to your independent bookstore right now and buy what you see because you <laughs> probably won't see it in a week. Mm -hmm. There's a there's a good chance. Um, and we're lucky, you know, we're half books and half gifts. So we have a really we have a nice selection of holiday merchandise. We have socks and stickers and all those fun things that, you know, book lovers love to have. We've got all these, you know, fun, fun add on gifts. So, you know, we've definitely seen a lot of people with literal shopping baskets overflowing with things which is really oh, um, awesome. and 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 wonderful and we've already we pre-wrap a lot of our books that are on the bestseller list so people can just pick them up it's already gift wrapped oh, slap a bill oh, on perfect. it so so we're we're ready for the season whatever it brings it's a great idea uh, i like that mm -hmm. great idea mm -hmm. okay well we're fully debriefed on trends um so <laughs> super quickly we wanted to ask you guys for some specific recommendations because we know we have um, some people out there who might be trying to find the perfect thing for someone on their list and might not know exactly what that is. So, Peter, do you have a thriller that you're recommending for your shoppers this year? Um, well, I'm not really the specialist in the thriller section at our store, but I do have to say um, I did one of my best books of last year, which I guess is a thriller. I consider it fiction, but it is thriller. Um, is Razorblade Tears by S.A. Cosby. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Um, that was great. Which I, I loved, loved, loved. And But I, I am thrilled about, right now, Demon Copperhead by Barbara Kingsolver. Oh, I keep hearing how great it is. I yeah. um, yeah. love it right now, so that's another one. But it's not a thriller. <laughs> All right, Tim, for somebody who wants to be on theme, do you have a fabulous holiday read that you could recommend for us? Yes, so it's a little dark, but in a week, Nantucket celebrates its um, Christmas stroll, which is the whole island kind of becomes something out of a Charles Dickens novel. It's so wow. gorgeous. It's one of my favorite weekends on Nantucket. And Francine Matthews, who's a mystery writer, wrote Death on a Winter Stroll. And it's like a murder mystery that takes place on Nantucket. And um, there's a fictional TV series that's being filmed on Nantucket during that weekend. There's a fictional secretary of state that's there with her family. And all of this is happening and two dead bodies show up. And <laughs> let's just say the Nantucket police chief, uh, Mary Folger, who's a recurring character for Francine, is um, up to her up to her head with um, trouble. It's a really, really <laughs> well written. That sounds really good. Yeah, it yeah. does. It sounds great. It sounds great. All right, Susan, do you have a novel that you're loving lately? I do. I think it's a novel that will um, appeal to almost anyone on your list. If you have someone that um, that's hard to pick for, um, A Quiet Life by Ethan Joella, um, published by Scribner. It's his second novel. Um, he is a poet, so his use of language is stunning. And it's about loss and grief and sort of how 
three very different people's lives intersect. And, and even though there's a lot of sadness in it, there's really a lot to be hopeful about. Um, so I really think that um, his first book was a read with Jenna book pick. Um, he is local to Rehoboth Beach, Delaware. So I am, I, I, I do have a special place in, in my heart for him, but I would not recommend this book um, just because of that. It really is beautifully written and, and really helpful. That's amazing. Yeah. All right, Laura, you know, I love a good coffee table book. What's, what are, what's your favorite this year? Okay. So it, it was tough to choose, but I, I went with Small But Mighty and I, I did go with Why We Travel um, oh, I because I, I, I think a hundred reasons to see the world. And this is, it's a great price at $24.99 and it's yeah. just really the perfect little gift to um, pass on. Don't keep it. You have to give it away. <laughs> but um, or buy one for yourself really and one for them. One for me, yeah. one for you. <laughs> Lovely pictures, which all uh, all coffee table books have. But you'll definitely want to keep it out there on your on your coffee table. And it's you know something that you know is just an easy add on. And I love that idea of you know just wrapping it and having it ready because you know that that's what it is. So you know being ready, arriving with a gift, and sharing a bit of love of of exploring and yeah. So that's our favorite. Awesome. Kathy and Serena, I have a two-parter for, for you guys. Um, one, I, I wanted a cookbook recommendation, but then two, as we all know, our poor Southwest Florida stores have just, or Southwest Florida in general, have just it's gotten really hammered lately and it has not been a great time. So will you guys um, talk a little bit about um, kind of, you know, what's been going on there, how you have been getting through. And then also um, we were supposed to have Rebecca from Macintosh Books on tonight, um, who has lost her store temporarily, but we know she'll be back. Um, and, and we've talked about her store a lot on the show and how people can support her. Um, but so, you know, how can we support you guys and and the cookbook wreck? <laughs> I'll do the cookbook first. I'll do the cookbook first okay. because I happen to have a copy. I am um, absolutely love this Med the Mediterranean dish by Susie uh, Karadsha. And we just started our first uh, uh, cookbook club. And oh my gosh, it was such a hit. I love this. It's Mediterranean. You think Greek and Italian, that's what most of us are used to, but she's Egyptian born. And so the twist to this, the recipes have uh, place, you know, Spain and Egypt and Lebanon flavors like that. They're very easy to make. The 15 people that showed up to our cookbook, we all brought different recipes and they're, um, they all attested to that. It was just so much fun. We're still awesome. cooking out of it. So um, awesome. that makes Serena happy because yep. she likes to eat everything that we make. So everybody is, and it's just, it's a good, it's a great book. So buy this one. Love it. Me too. Good. And so for part two, uh, yes, uh, Hurricane Ian was uh, devastating to our area. Uh, uh, in Punta Gorda, where we are on the West Coast, um, uh, we got hit pretty hard, but even harder was south of us, where they got a lot of storm surge. We had a lot of wind. We did not get the st storm surge that we expected to pretty uh, to um, impact our store. So we didn't we didn't have too much impact. We were closed for a week. Uh, internet was out and and everything. So little um, water maybe. Little bit of wa we had a little bit of water, but uh, but yeah, Rebecca's uh, uh, situation is much different. Santa Bell um, was basically wiped mm -hmm. off, mm -hmm. and the bridge to Santa Bell was was uh, taken out. That is, um, they have put the bridge or a temporary bridge back in, so people who need to be there. Can get across to the to the islands, but uh, um, the day or two days after we reopened, um, I was at the store and, and walked Rebecca, and uh, <laughs> oh. she said she just wanted to be around uh, other book people, and oh. so it was wonderful. Yeah. Yeah. I, I oh. gave her Kathy wasn't there, but I gave her a great big hug, and we talked about you know what she's going through, which was she was still in shock, of course, but. Um, so, um, so what you can do is, uh, if you're able to, uh, make uh, purchases uh, from her Macintosh books. Um, they go through. Uh, I think she sells through bookshops. I think so, so too. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. Please support her. Um, and I, I don't know how her plans are coming along, but uh, she, I'm sure, will be back. 
Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. No, thank you so much. We're, well, all, ma- we're all managing. Yes. Yeah. It's going to be a long cleanup, but uh, yeah. yeah. We're kind of all in this together around here too. So that's kind of an interesting experience. Some folks have been through that, I guess, uh, almost 20 years ago with Charlie. Mm-hmm. For us, it's new and a lot of us, it's new. But just being together with people going through it, it does help, you know. It's awesome. Yeah. That was right. such a good yeah. anecdote to end the night on because it really speaks to the sense of community that, you know, you guys have. And um, and we're just so grateful for that and for all that you do, you know, for us and for our community and um, book lovers everywhere. So we just want to remind everybody out there to, you know, please support these independent booksellers this holiday season with your purchases and um, they're so important to our communities and our careers. We get to write books because they sell them. So um, they're very, very important to us. Guys, yeah. we cannot possibly thank you enough for taking the time to be part of our Thanksgiving yeah. episode. And um, you. we hope it goes without saying how grateful we are. <laughs> thank you. Yeah, you know, and Meg, just yeah. Meg just pointed out that um, every single bookseller that we have on tonight um, is in a storm-tossed that's right. Um, yeah. Area. Yeah. It's absolutely right. So, um, yeah. you know, I, I'm sure you all feel like that could have been you and it has been you. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Right. yeah. So, so anyway. Yeah. All right. Well, thank you guys for being here. Happy Thanksgiving. Happy, and happy Thanksgiving. Thank you. thank you so much. We're thank so grateful. Thank Thanks, you. Guys. Bye, everyone. Thank you for everything. Bye. Uh, that was so wonderful. Um, and, and Christy, as I you said, all the feels, I, I know feels. it was just, you know, it, it was, as you said, Christy, sort of the perfect note to end on because, it, you know, we're talking about and thinking about or ending that portion of the show on, you know, cause we're thinking about things we're thankful for. And, and I think the community that comes from people who love books is something we can all, we all feel such gratitude for it. It's, it's lifted all of us up. You can see that it lifted Rebecca up at a time she needed it. Um, which I, I, I just think is beautiful. So in the spirit of that togetherness, um, we do want to remind you, if you feel like being together with us, yeah. that all four of us, we hope, you do. Novels, <laughs> we hope you do, we're really charming. All four of us have 2023 novels. Speak and for yourself. Using, hey, well, I, I, I was mostly thinking of me. I am so yeah. charming. I'm just yeah. joking. It is. It's true. It's true. It's true. It's true. <laughs> We'll be doing at least five uh, live Friends in Fiction events in 2023 to support those four books Um, and hopefully to have a little bit of geographic diversity to kind of meet you in a bunch of different corners of the country. So keep your eye out for that. We will be in Columbus, Ohio on April 26th. Um, And then on May 1st in Charleston, we'll be having the Friends in Fiction live launch event for Patty's The Secret Book of Flora Leah. It'll be a big Friends in Fiction party with a full Charleston experience that you won't want to miss. So we're really excited about that one. Put it in your calendar. Stay tuned for details and the ticket link coming soon. So, so far we've told you. Oh, the ticket link is up now. Oh, okay. So it's 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 fantastic. So it's up. Great. All right. So we told you April 26th in Columbus. May 1st in Charleston with Buxton Books. Um, I'm going to be having a book launch at a location hopefully we'll announce soon in June. Um, we will also have a live event in July for Christie's book. And then we will have one more in the fall for Mary Kay Andrews' 2023 Christmas book with details to come on all of them. Yep. So before we get to the Ask Us Anything, for all you writers out there, I want to remind you that we are doing a daily writing tip for NaNoWriMo, which is national... Uh, National Writers Novel Writing Month. National National Novel Writing Month. Thank you. I was like, that's not, I didn't write that down right. So just go to our Facebook page and Instagram feed, and you will see a daily writing tip from our past guests, which is um, absolutely incredible. So um, we have a couple of quick questions that we wanted to do from Ask Us Anything. But Sean and Meg, y'all need to come in for this first one, if you will. Please. Pretty please with cherries on top. Hi, Meg. Hi. Hi, guys. Happy Thanksgiving. That was a lot of shuffling back there, Sean. That was awesome. That was like a ninja. Like, yeah. Sean makes it look easy. I need a drink after all that. (laughs) I should think so. I should think so. 
Well, it is Thanksgiving and it wouldn't be a Thanksgiving episode without us talking about what we're most grateful for. And I know I speak for Patty and Kristen and Mary Kay when I say that we are so grateful for Meg and Sean because they literally keep this uh, show up and running and the things that they do every week behind the scenes to make it come to life are truly incredible. Um, So I just wanted to talk to you guys about what you're grateful for as it pertains to friends and fiction or whatever moves you. So Meg, what about you? Huh? Well, my answer might be a little selfish. Am I allowed to be selfishly grateful? Absolutely. Yes. Um, (laughs) I'm super grateful that friends and fiction came to my hometown for friends and fiction live. Um, It was really like a highlight of of the Friends in Fiction year for me when um, we did the Friends in Fiction Live Jersey Shore event that you guys talked about during the show where we were at Manasquan High School, which was literally the arch rival high school from the one I went to. And (laughs) to be like sitting in that classroom and goofing around and taking those detention pictures and then going on stage in the auditorium and the walk-on music was hilarious and just having all of you here in my neck of the woods and in my house and on the Asbury Park boardwalk and all the fun things we did. I mean, to me, it was a real highlight. Yeah. Agree. Awesome. Yeah. Um, you know, for me, I think it's that, um, that this has come to mean so much more than, than I ever could have imagined at the beginning. Um, you have all become my family. And, and I, I don't, I, I mean, you know, specifically the five of you, but everyone out there too, the people who, who comment every day, who message us, who are part of our community. I mean, you know, we feel like we know so many of you and a lot of you, we have had a chance to meet at events, but, um, but, but even those of you who we haven't met yet in person, you feel like a part of our family too. And I think, you know, I've just had some things happen recently that have reminded me of the importance of that and the importance of like feeling that support and knowing that there are people out there who have my back in a really special way. So thank you all of you for being my family and for having my back. (sighs) What am I thankful for the most with friends and fiction? I feel like um, that old poem, like, how do I love thee? Let me count the ways right? <laughs> to get this whole list going. But I have to echo you, Kristen, a lot, because not only is this community something that I felt like was waiting to, to con- like, we almost have 100,000 members, y'all. That is yeah. incredible, which means that it is a reminder that that many people care that much about books. And it feels like they care about us. And then to bring it like even closer to all of us on screen, the support that we have for each other and Ron and Lisa and Brenda, the, the, the support in that group that we know, every single one of us, I believe, knows if anything went wrong, if anything happened, we've got each other. Yeah. It's amazing. It's true. Yeah. I had to learn that the hard way this year when we lost my daughter mm-hmm. and damn it, I'm crying again. How could you not? Yeah. I wish we could hug you. I wish we could hug you right now. These ladies all showed up at my house. And they didn't just show up in their funeral clothes. They showed up and they deviled eggs. (laughs) I ate a lot of pimento cheese. They broke priceless crystal dishes. (laughs) They did. (laughs) Um, And then, you know, um, people, we, I let people know what our loss and uh, we got a post office box. And do you know, I'm still getting condolence cards from all of our friends and fiction family out there. And I've kept every single one of them. I have a huge bin. And and someday I'll let Molly and Griffin see oh. those cards. Yeah. I love that. And someday soon. I'm going to get a big glass of Chardonnay at, right in, in the next five minutes. Hello. Your girl needs a drink. <laughs> Someday yeah, in five good. minutes. That's a great book title, Kathy. Someday in five yeah. minutes. <laughs> the best, the best part was, you know, Kathy's always Kathy and we were all in our black dresses and she came in and she said, oh, thank goodness the catering staff has arrived. (laughs) (laughs) And I'll never forget it. I was like, okay, 
this is the worst thing that's ever happened, but she's in there somewhere, you know? Yeah. Amazing. Um, it was amazing, but all right, Sean, um, that's impossible to follow. So I don't, I don't really know how you're going to follow, um, that, but, um, you probably, you might not be grateful. <laughs> John's like, grateful? Are you kidding me? You're a like, is that what you're asking? <laughs> well, you know, I'm going to be the opposite, Meg, and say, I'm grateful you didn't come to my town. No, but we haven't met in real life. That's weird. It's so yeah, weird. But, um, I think overall, looking back on this year, um, I am thankful for, I feel like goodness and kindness is winning a little bit right now. And I'm just thankful for that. You know, I've got two little kids and we're always teaching them empathy and, and uh, hopefully to live in a world where empathy is rewarded. That's, I'm thankful for that right now. Mm, Beautifully said. I love that. Well, I think I sort of went, but. Gosh, just to echo, I think everything everybody else said, um, certainly this community is incredible and it's, um, quite a feeling when you know that you're having a book event and you know, you know, that someone is going to show up because you have enough friends and fiction people in that town. Someone is going to show up in that new place you've never been before. And that is a really good feeling. Um, but I, I was, somebody asked me recently, like at an event about, um, this group and, you know, these people on the screen and Ron and, you know, how this was. And I was like, you know, it's incredible because a few years ago, I didn't really know them. And now they're like the closest people to me. And I, and sometimes, you know, we say it, but it like really hit me. And I was like, wow, that is extraordinary because how many times, you know, in this stage of your life, do you really get to meet these people who, who really change your life and become like the closest people to you? So anyway, it's a huge gift. We're as Patty says, we're the luckiest. We are the the luckiest. That is true. All right. Well, um, since we're doing this kind of an, as an ask us anything, we wanted to make sure to pull a, um, a viewer question. This one is from Trish Hawkins. Trish says struggling writer here. I know you always ask authors their method of tackling each story. Um, I start off great guns, but I get lost trying to keep everything straight. So help. And I love that because it kind of gives us an opportunity to give a writing tip that we can all sort of contribute to. Um, so I'm actually going to start with Meg and Sean though, um, because I think what she's asking is how do you keep track of something that feels hard to juggle? And I know that, you know, the four of us are super easy and we don't really ask anything of either of you, but just in case we've ever asked you to juggle, to keep track of us and to keep the Just in case spinning. we throw another plate at you. Right. <laughs> yeah. Do, right. Do you, and, and also I have to say, you know, Sean, too, you're not writing books, but you're writing music. I mean, it's, it's, it's this, it's the same, it's the same kind of thing, just a different way of expressing it. So do each of you have a tip that kind of addresses what Trish is saying, which is I start off, but I get lost trying to keep everything straight. What's your advice for Trish? How about Meg? Well, um, as far as like juggling things, I mean, my, I just keep so many lists, my lists grow lists and it's funny to ask the question at Thanksgiving time because my Thanksgiving lists grow lists of their own. Um, but I do, I try to stay super organized um, yeah. and, and um, you know, uh, keep a daily tracker, to-do list, you know, move items around if I don't get to them. That's as far as like staying organized. But as far as like a creative endeavor, if you're asking how to stay on track with that, I mean, I don't write novels for a living, but I do have to write an awful lot and do have to come up with some creative ideas from time to time. So my, my secret sauce there is to, when the, when the mood strikes you, when something lands in your brain, you have to grab it. So um, I can be in the shower. I'll have to get out and voice to text something or um, you're sleeping and you wake up and you think of something. I put it in my notes app or like, just get that down because you don't want to, you don't want it to get, that thread to get lost somewhere. So um, I, I say grab it when the mood strikes you. Ooh, I love That's that advice. advice. I would like <laughs> to see your lists. 
Oh my gosh, I know, I know. It's I would labyr- not. Labyrinthian. Oh my gosh, a labyrinth, yeah. Um, yeah. Sh- Sean, how about you? Um, I, I'm so curious because it, it must be, um, you must have music in your head that you have to like somehow get out of your head and into a form that people can enjoy. How, how do you do that? How do you seize those ideas and, and commit them to something? Yeah, uh, so I've recently started like doing feature film scores, which is a lot more work than just like, here's a song or two for a short film thing, you know? Um, and all of a sudden I have a, a cue list where they need like 30 songs and wow. it's almost, you guys preach it all the time, but in share, right? Just yeah. it, having a good work ethic and just sitting down and just trying to, to do, but um, Meg picking, piggybacking off of your technology thing, like voice memos. I have just so many voice memos where it's just me going, did it. <laughs> <laughs> And then my kids walk in and they're like, Dad, what are you doing? You know, <laughs> but notes, yeah, organize any way to get your ideas down, something that you can grab later. Yeah. I love it. I love that. That's amazing. Yeah. As much as we want to see Meg's list, I equally I, like I was to be hear to here. Sean's voice memos. That's amazing. No. <laughs> <laughs> Christy, how about you? I think of you as being just so prolific. Like you write at a pace that I can only dream of. How can you talk to us about? what your tips are for getting into it and keeping going. Um, I have to do it first thing in the morning. Well, way y'all are all super prolific. I'm not any more prolific than anyone else on the screen, but I have to do it first thing in the morning. Like have to, have to, I cannot check email. I cannot be texting. I cannot, which is terrible because by 10 o'clock I've missed so much in our text chain that I'm like, <laughs> I'm never going to catch up. I missed that meme. Like the day has started on a bad note, but I have to just get up and go and, yeah. and write. And I try to write for at least two to two and a half hours before anything else happens in the day. Cause my mind is fresh and I can actually think then yeah. as opposed to like, you know, all the things that yeah. we're juggling in our brains after that. Um, but in terms of actually keeping it all straight, it's not great. Cause I'm a pantser. So like, it's, 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 it's dicey. So I'm not the person to give advice on that at all. (laughs) No, that was great advice though. Um, Mary Kay, how about you, especially with writing mysteries, you've just got to keep track of, um, you know, when you're planting clues and, and, um, you know, if I were a methodical person, (laughs) I would have a Bible, uh, a story Bible that says, here are my characters and here's their names and here's where they are. And here's their motives. And I did that when I first started writing, um, back when dinosaurs roamed the earth (laughs) and and now I don't now I sit and I you know I I write longhand lots of times and um I've switched off from yellow legal pads to black and white composition books and I um I write in those I I'll start sometimes Mm -hmm. I'll ask myself question like how how can I get my character to this point um and I write that down and then I write an answer to that question. And I sort of give myself, throw some stuff, throw some stuff that could be a possibility. Um, but I wish I were, I were better at keeping everything straight. Um, the only thing I do know is that, um, especially I write one big draft and then I can go back and fix it. So, um, when everything is messed up and I have my love interest has, you know, every chapter he has a different color of eyes and he drives a different <laughs> car. I know that when I hopefully when I go back and revise that I can fix all that. I think that's an important lesson. You don't have to get it exactly perfect the first time. Like you got to give yourself some grace and let your imagination mm-hmm. go to work. I love that. Um, and Patty, how about you? The Secret Book of Flora Leah is so um, it, I mean, it takes place over two time periods. The plot is so intricate. There's a mystery buried in there, too. How do you keep it all straight? Oof. <laughs> I'm not sure I did. That's what happens in revision. Um, but I, I will say, and, and I discovered about, and I know Mary Kay, I tried to show it to her and she was like, my brain doesn't work that way, Patty. Quit, <laughs> quit showing it to me. But I did start using Scrivener. So um, Trish, you're talking about like going great guns and getting lost. Scrivener is a, a software app where you can see everything you've done. You can see your synopsis. You can see your research. It's like a binder, but it's a but it's an e-binder. And that has helped me more than 
any notebook, and I do write by hand some, and I keep notebooks all over the place, and I'm a bullet list keeper for my tasks. But to keep a book organized and not lose track and 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 not fizzle out, there's something for me about seeing all of it right in front of me. Mm. Like I can pop back up to the synopsis or pop back up to to the um, chapter one and then still go to what I'm looking at. So that has been a game changer for me. That's awesome. Um, all right, guys. Well, thanks. Sorry, I've been muted myself. <laughs> in my downstairs. Um, so y'all can't hear me. But uh, just w- this was an amazing night. Thanks to all of you That's for amazing. coming and showing up. And we just wanted to remind you one more time that our new Friends in Fiction first edition subscription is available from Booktown in Manasquan, New Jersey. You get the hardbacks by the four of us, that special towel that says dinner can wait, it's time for friends and fiction, and that special Christmas ornament if you order before December 15th. And of course, you will not forget about our Zibby Award-winning Friends and Fiction official book club with Brenda and Lisa. The club is run by our friends Lisa and Brenda, otherwise known as PB&J, and they host authors for monthly chats. They also have Happy Hours with Ron Block, our Writer's Block podcast host, and they keep everyone in the loop about suggested reads and upcoming releases. And on December 8th at 7.30 p.m., December 8th at 7.30 p.m., they are going to have a happy hour with Ron Block and a special guest, Mary Kay Andrews. All right, you guys. Well, until then, you can find all of our back episodes on YouTube. We're live there every week, just like we are on Facebook. And if you subscribe and hit that little bell at the top, you'll never miss a thing. Make sure to come back uh, right here next time, next week, same time, same place, when we will be talking to Kevin Wilson. Happy Thanksgiving, everybody. Happy Thanksgiving. Thanks, everybody. Bye. Gobble, gobble. Thank you for tuning in. You can join us every week on Facebook or YouTube, where our live show airs on Wednesday nights at 7 p.m. Eastern time. Also, subscribe to our podcast and follow us on Instagram. We're so glad you're here. Produced by Audavita Studios. Connect your voice to the world.